experiencing true life in Christ as we trust and grow in God's grace. My name is Sean Galloway, and welcome to Grace Conversations, where I get to talk about what it looks like to have all you will ever need in Jesus, no strings attached. Welcome, everyone, again to the podcast. My name is Sean Galloway, and it is an honor to get to talk with you once more. I believe our first episode is out and ready to go, and I've heard so many people already responding to me saying that that has encouraged their week, that they have uh, gotten to hear a different perspective, or maybe for the first time they've finally gotten to rest in what God's grace actually is, and that just that fires me up. That gets me excited to make this episode, too. If you'll remember, last week we scratched the surface on what the term grace actually means, and in and of itself we learned that it's a free gift and that it has been given to mankind because man could not do anything to earn what God had to offer. And that thing that God had to offer are things like freedom from sin and freedom from condemnation and a right relationship with Him, a new purpose, new life, all things we sorely need, all things the world desperately needs to hear, and all things that me and you and any other believer in Christ out there sorely needs to remember because the world and the evil one out there, his job, he's trying to distract us from getting to rest in that finished work of what Jesus has done and his grace. And we also learned that the thing that God offers, and we also touched on the fact that grace is Jesus and how Jesus, the Son of God, took on sin. That was that 2 Corinthians 5 scripture. He took on sin. He took on the sin of the whole world, even without ever committing one in his life, so that we can be right with the God of the universe, a.k.a. we are given righteousness, rightness with God by what Jesus has done, taking on sin on our behalf. What an amazing gift that is to be covered by the blood of Christ for forgiveness and also made right with him by his resurrection. That is a good set of news that we need to hear today. After gaining a grasp on what grace is, then the next thing I believe we need to cover and another thing that we really need to understand as we go through our next week is we need to understand why we need it so badly. Why do we need grace so badly? Why do Christians and disciples of Jesus, why do we emphasize so much on this word grace well, the first thing you got to look at is what is life without it? What is life without grace and its presence with us? Well, without this free gift, God's Word says that we've all missed the mark. Romans 3.23 says, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. God is perfection, and me and you and everyone out there, we have definitely fallen short of God's perfection. Uh, another thing is, is without grace, we're told that we are enemies of God. Colossians 1.21 says, Once you were all alienated from God and were enemies in your minds because of your evil behavior. Enemies of God. That's a, a pretty scary phrase right there. And then lastly, we're told that without grace, we cannot please God. Romans 8.8 8 says that those who are in the realm of the flesh cannot please God. When grace is absent, we are left empty-handed. When grace is absent, it comes down to uh, meet God for the first time. And it, you know you can imagine kind of what it's like at the end whenever we all have to face God. And, 
And in the end, whenever this takes place, those who are in the realm of the flesh, those who are in the realm of have all fallen short or in the realm of an enemy of God, if you are under God's wrath, under sin, under condemnation, in other words, if you are without grace, if you are without redemption, if you are without Christ, then the only thing you have to stand on is yourself. And if you've fallen short of His glory, if you're His enemy, and if you're in the realm of the flesh, then that means that the only thing you got is your own good works. You got you got maybe some nice things that you said to people. Maybe you started a nonprofit. Maybe you uh, you know rescued somebody out of a car crash. Maybe did some really amazing things. But the problem with that is is that doesn't get you into heaven. That doesn't get you everlasting life. That doesn't change your heart of stone that's within every one of us that needs to be yanked out and to be given a new heart, a new heart of flesh, a new spirit, the Holy Spirit, a new identity, a new hope. We need Christ in us, not just good things. Because if we were able to crawl our way to God through our good things that we do, then there really wasn't much point in Jesus dying because we would have had opportunity to do it ourselves. Now, it's something that's very interesting, and this is something I want you to hang on to here, and that is that if you, on one hand, are trying to crawl to God by the things that you do, we're told that that will not get us into heaven. But I want you to look at all the verses that we've read so far. We've read Romans 3.23, For all sin and fall short of the glory of God. Colossians 1.21, We're all alienated from God and enemies. And then Romans 8, 8, we're in the realm of the flesh. You can't please God. If you go back and you read all those verses, here's something very, very cool about the Word of God. And this is just one of those evident ways that he just shows that he's in so much more control than we could ever imagine. Every one of those verses, if you will read the next verse, I'm not kidding, the next verse, you're going to find grace. You're going to see what it's like in those verses we've already read, how without it, you're stuck. Without it, you're alienated. Without it, you've fallen short. Without it, you're an enemy. Without it, you are by yourself. You're in the realm of the flesh. You can't please them. And then the next verse, if you read Romans 3, 24, the very next verse, it says that all are justified freely by His grace through the redemption that came by Christ Jesus. Whoa. Isn't that crazy? That's in the next verse. If you read Colossians 1, 22, the next verse, after being told that you were an enemy of God, it says that, But now He has reconciled you by Christ's physical body through death to present you holy in His sight without blemish and free from accusation. That is grace. That's some good news right there. And then if you read the very next verse, if you read Romans 8, 9, you're going to read, You, however, are not in the realm of the flesh, but are in the realm of the Spirit, if indeed the Spirit of God lives in you. And if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, they do not belong to Christ. So in one instance, you have all of these bad, absent of grace verses that tell you you can't do it. And then the next verse clarifies what it's like to have grace in your life, what it's like to have grace within you, have Jesus within you, Christ in you, and how that changes the whole thing. So you ask in the podcast title today, why do we need grace? Because it's all you got. Without grace, you don't have anything. With grace, you have everything. Thanks be to God for His grace that He hasn't left us alone to try and figure it out on our own or to try to get up by our own bootstraps and figure out life by ourselves or by our own good works. Paul says 
in another scripture from Romans, one of the most powerful scriptures, I think, in my opinion, about just how potent this grace message is. That is, for I am not ashamed of the gospel because it is the power of God that brings salvation to everyone who believes. Notice that the gospel is power. What is the gospel? It's the good news. What is the gospel? It's grace. It's what Jesus has done. It's what Jesus has already done as a finished work. The gospel is power. Without the gospel, without grace, we're powerless. You stand before the God of the universe and you only have your own two feet and you don't have grace, you're powerless. But whenever you have the gospel, it is the power of God that brings salvation to everyone who believes. First to the Jew, then to the Gentile. I want you to notice another thing. Whenever he says it brings salvation to everyone who believes, that means that salvation is a finished work. And I want to say that again. Salvation is a finished work. So that means that whenever Jesus died on the cross and his last words before he gave up his life, whenever he said, it is finished, what he finished was forgiveness. What he finished was righteousness. What he finished was new life. What he finished was unity with him and rightness with God for all who would believe. It's a finished work. Even though your performance may not be great, even though things that you've done may be horrible, even though things in your past may be rough, I'd encourage you and want you to know that grace means that you have a clean slate every moment of every day because God's mercies are real and new every morning. He has not left or forsake you. He is on your side whenever the gospel, the power of your salvation is within you and his name is Jesus and he's not going anywhere. And then he says that it was first to the Jew and then to the Gentile in verse 17. says, For in the gospel the righteousness of God is revealed, a righteousness that is by faith from first to last, just as, just as it is written, the righteous will live by faith. In other words... The only way you can have it is to believe it. (laughs) The only way you can receive this grace is to have faith that Jesus did finish the work, that what he said was true, that whenever he died on the cross, he actually did buy the forgiveness that me and you desperately need, and that by his resurrection, he actually can give you everlasting life. That's what Paul is unashamed of that the gospel is the power of God that brings salvation to everyone who believes. Some people out there are preaching that that maybe this scripture is is a little off because they're probably thinking it means something like uh, God's gospel, it brings the power of God and, and salvation to everyone who tries really hard and serves at the church on Wednesday nights, mows the yard, reads their Bible at least four days a week, has at least three quiet times a day, and then those are the people that are more efforted. Those are the people that are more merited. Those are the people that have more skin in the game and that God's going to bless them even more than they have other people. But this, this gospel, this grace, this goodness, this free gift, this good news, it's only bought at a very expensive price. And me and you and our works are not expensive enough. It costs the most expensive price of the Son of God's death on a tree 2,000 years ago. That's the power of God. And that's why we need it so badly is because we can't fill the void that Jesus filled. It's for everyone who believes, not for the people who do great things. We need God's grace so very desperately. And now grace also says that we can't do it. It also says that with it, we're changed with a new identity, new rightness with God. 
And then another thing is, is whenever we bring this word gospel into it, that's that's another one of those kind of churchy words that we need to clarify. And I think the best way to clarify that comes out of 1 Corinthians 15 and the first four verses. Paul is saying to the church in Corinth, Now, brothers and sisters, I want to remind you of the gospel I preached to you, which you received, and on which you have taken your stand. By this gospel you are saved. That sounds like a big deal to me. If you hold firmly to the word I preached to you, Otherwise, you have believed in vain. For what I received, I passed on to you as of first importance. Here it is. This is the gospel. If anybody ever asks you, what is the gospel? What does that word mean? You can say it's the good news. And you can say that it means this, that Christ died for the sin, for our sins according to the scriptures, that he was buried, that he was raised on the third day according to the scriptures. Guys and girls... Ladies and gentlemen, anyone that has decided to tune into this podcast today, I want to remind you of something very special, and that is that the good news sets you free, that we are in desperate need of grace. Every one of us, whenever we first come out of the womb, we are in need of God's grace because we cannot do enough good on planet Earth to get us to have everlasting life or to have rightness with God or to have a more fulfilling opportunity in the world You can't do it on your own. None of us have ever been able to do it. And all of us have shaken our fist at God and said, you know what, we're going to try it our own way. All of us have taken the opportunity to attempt at doing life in a way that makes us feel good or or maybe makes us think that we're doing the right thing and that the things that other people are doing are the wrong things. Well, I'll tell you, the only compass you need to understand right and wrong the only director you need of what direction to go and the only way that you can ever live and have rightness with God, all of those questions are answered in the name of Jesus. And it's all by His grace. It's all by what He did as a finished work for your salvation, the finish line of your salvation, and that is the gospel. That is grace, something that we all desperately need. I hope that this message finds you well. I hope that it encourages you in the rest of your week. And we will talk more about it next week. We'll see you guys later. Thank you for listening. And remember, God's grace was good enough yesterday, is bigger than today, and it's not going anywhere. Go love others like you were loved by the King, and we'll talk more about it next week.